Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, Episode 75. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is how do you see your photo subjects? Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. I tend to see the world in large sweeps, foreground, midground, background, land and sky, heaven and earth, above and below. It's my natural way of seeing the world, and as a natural consequence, it's how I see my photo subjects. Probably not too surprising for a landscape photographer, but it's an interesting topic. How do different photographers see their photo subjects, and how does that influence their work? So let's chat. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it with a friend on social media with your camera club. And if you can, please leave a rating for the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You can also leave a rating via the web at podchaser.com. The ratings really help keep the show on the radar so other photographers can join us. Okay, so how do you see your photo subjects? How does that influence the way you capture images? And what learning and growth opportunities might that present Have I told you that I love questions? Because I really do. And I think these are some good questions to ask. Being conscious of the natural way we see the world and how that may influence our approach to photo subjects, it can make us better photographers, more well-rounded artists. Like I said at the top, I'm a big landscape guy. Sky and earth, that's how I see the world. And it definitely influences how I see photo subjects. I see them in context, a rock, a sweep of surf, a stream, the item I'm positioning in my foreground of my frame. I want to capture how it interplays with the secondary and the tertiary subjects in the frame, foreground, midground, background. Now that's not to say there isn't a singular subject, there isn't a focal point in my compositions. There definitely is, and after years of practice, I'm getting better at having a well-defined, clear subject in my landscapes. But the subject is always in context with the land. But why do I like landscapes? Is there a reason I gravitate toward large-scale scenes? Are there non-photographic reasons that I like to photograph things in context? Like many things, there's never one singular answer, and I may even end up having more questions than answers, but questions are good. Questions move us forward. Questions make us explore. Personality might play a role. I'm generally an introvert, so I don't prefer lots of people or crowded areas. I like calmer, quieter places, lots of space. Solitude recharges my batteries, so to speak, you know, like uh, uh, the opposite being an extrovert, someone who gains energy from active engagement with others. And don't get me wrong, I'm not antisocial. It's not like I dislike people or at least most people, (laughs) But, uh, but I do need that solo time to recharge. So it's not a surprise that I'm drawn to landscapes. I get to be with my camera, which I enjoy. I get to be in an open space where it's calm, where uh, I can be alone with my thoughts and just recharge. You know, that's a personality trait. But what about my thought processes? What are the brain patterns, the way that I think about things? I'd say I have an ordered mind. 
I'm generally analytical and I see relationships and interactions among things. That made learning the exposure triangle pretty straightforward, but it poses challenges for more abstract thinking or making a leap from one uh, area to another creatively. So, but, but that might be a factor in me choosing nature photography because as chaotic as nature can be, there is an order to it and there is relationships. You know, ecosystems teach us that. There's relationships between all the things in nature. Another thought that pops to mind is education, your background of education. I'm a classically trained engineer. I've worked on systems of things, you know, very complex ones, lots of smaller things working together to do bigger things. So I'm accustomed, if not trained, to see stuff in context and understanding how one thing relates to the other stuff around it. Engineers do a lot of cause and effect type thinking, you know, change this one part over here. How does that ripple through the system and affect the outcome over there? So that type of thinking is ingrained in me. It's almost reflex. Now, maybe if I were a different person, I'd be talking about needing to be in the thick of things, right in the middle of the action. Maybe I'd be more inclined to see things close up, you know, singular events, subjects in isolation. Or if I'm incredibly detail-oriented, not a big picture person, but very detail-oriented, I might be biased to intricate or macro photography, uh, the decisive moment, to borrow a term from uh, Henry Cartier-Bresson. But me, I am who I am, so I'll talk about this topic from my perspective. And I encourage you to do the same. You spend a few minutes of thought and reflection to see how do you view the world, how does your past, your personality, things in life, non-photographic things, affect how you view the world. And that brings us back to the topic at hand. How does all this influence photography? How does it influence the way a photographer sees photo subjects? Well, speaking for myself, first off is the obvious one. The pull of landscape photography certainly influences the locations I'll go to. I'm looking for landscapes. And I have to admit, that will cause me to dismiss other locations. Other places that are quite probably equally photo rich, not necessarily with landscapes, or at least not grand landscapes. Another impact of how I see the world on my photography is lens choice. I see the world in big sweeps, large scale things. I'm reaching for that wide angle lens a lot. My longest lens, which is a modest 70 to 200 millimeter lens, it stays in the bag a lot. And that's a recurring theme. I just don't reach for that lens very often. Makes me think of aperture choice. I'm almost always at f8 or smaller aperture. A lot of times I'm at f16. I want that depth of field. I want the grand landscape. I want my subject to be obvious as well as in context with the rest of the scene. And because I think in terms of like the systems of things, relationship between elements, in this case, elements in a photographic frame, my work is dominated by subjects that are in context. 
the subject in relationship to its surrounding. How does that subject fit in with the scene overall? And that is how I see and capture my photo subjects. And here's why I like these kinds of questions. Exploring the questions reveals learning and growth opportunities. I'm a big picture person. I should try an outing with a focus on the intimate or on singular subjects. If I'm a hyper-focal, distance kind of person, I should try shallow depth of field. I'm shy and introverted. Maybe I photograph subjects at a distance. I should try getting closer. And the opposite can be true as well. You're a detail-oriented person. I'll try an abstract or something that doesn't have a crisp, clear subject. If you're photographing subjects in isolation most of the time, try doing the opposite. Try photographing your subject in situation, in context with its surround. And if you're biased toward a certain subject or location, well, hey, go somewhere else and bring your camera. The mental challenge for you this week, think about the way you naturally see the world and how that influences your photography, the way you frame, the subjects you seek. Then make up one photo exercise to push your boundaries, stretch creatively, and keep moving forward with your photography. A bit of studio news. This past week, I met up with a local photographer here in San Diego, uh, Kevin. I've known him for many, many years. I met him in Cardiff by the Sea, north of San Diego, uh, you know, not the, the Cardiff by the Sea in the UK. And it's a place I hadn't been to in, oh man, a decade maybe? Well, a long time. And it was my first human photo meetup since the pandemic. So that was, uh, that was kind of cool. And um, by the way, this meetup was in part me taking my own advice from way back in episode six of this podcast, harnessing the energy of other photographers to help me get to this location and, as I'm about to describe, do some photography that I might not normally do, trying to see photo subjects differently. So uh, back to this meetup, this Cardiff by the Sea. Uh, there was a really good California beach vibe happening this afternoon. It was warm, lots of folks out, surfers, bike riders. There's a state campground nearby. It, it was a good time, and uh, you know the, the 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 grip that the pandemic has had on the world certainly has loosened, and people were out enjoying life again. And for this outing, because I wanted to try to capture different types of subjects, or at least subjects in a different way than I'd captured them before, I took just a single camera, my A6400. This is a crop sensor camera. It's what I usually use for behind-the-scenes filming with a 20 millimeter prime lens. So crop sensor, 20 millimeter prime, this works out to be a 35 millimeter equivalent. So it's like a good old fashioned 35 millimeter camera. No tripod, no filter bag, a scouting slash walkabout trip. And for me, the goal was to get some more close-up work. This 20 millimeter lens that I have is, well, it's a wide lens. Um, it's a fast lens. It uh, has an f1.8. I'm going to the 1.8. And that's not a 
particular aperture I shoot at very often. I, I took a few photos at that wafer thin <laughs> f1.8 and uh, oh man, I got some work to do on my focusing technique when I'm using a really wide open aperture. But what that shallower depth of field did for me is it made me seek out more singular subjects. Because when the midground and the background goes all, you know, bokeh-like, you're left with an isolated subject, or at least mainly isolated. Less context, more subject. And one of the photos that I captured on this outing, it's posted with this podcast on stopdownpodcast.com, so you can hit the episode website link to see it. And I've still got a few others to work through from this outing, but it was it was good to shake up the way I've been doing my photography and see the world a little bit differently, see my subjects a little bit differently. So I sign off for this week. Thanks as always to the members of the Patreon community. It is your support that makes this podcast possible and you're helping thousands of other photographers grow and enjoy our craft. So thank you very, very much for your continued support. You always have my ear. You have any questions, any comments, ideas for this show, ideas for content that I do on YouTube, just a general question, never hesitate to reach out. And honestly, that goes really for anyone. I have like kind of an open inbox policy. Anyone welcome to send me a question. There's a contact form on Stop Down Podcast. You can reach out directly to me. Messages come straight to my inbox. There's no robots involved. But, uh, you know, but Patreon folks, thank you again, week in and week out. I will keep thanking you for your support of this show and the other work that I do. And if you're interested in learning about the Patreon community or other zero-cost ways you can support this podcast, check the show notes. And there's also a button on every page of Stop Down Podcast called Support the Show. You can learn more. Well, I hope you'll take up that challenge of thinking about how you view the world and how it, and how it influences the way you see your photo subjects. Do you see your subjects in context? Do you see your subjects in isolation? How does your personality, your background, your life experience influence the way you're capturing your subjects? And what opportunities are there to explore something a little bit different, stretch a little bit creatively? If you do take on this challenge and you got a story to share about it, I would love to hear it. Please use the contact form on stopdownpodcast.com. Let me know about it. And until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun. <laughs>